welcome to episode five of the Cool as Leicester podcast. This week we're chatting all about food with the fabulous Gotlin Wan. Of course, we're all tucked away at home, so it's a perfect time to be trying out new recipes and Gotlin chats to us about recreating your favourite Chinese dishes at home and some of his favourite restaurants to visit in the city. Gotlin, welcome to the Cool as Leicester podcast. Thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm really well, thank you, considering what's going on around the world. So. And how have you been finding the lockdown so far? Um, yeah, for a start, I think it was tough on everybody. Uh, for me, I don't live with my children, so that, that was it was just trying to, that was the hardest thing. And for the first couple of weeks while we went into isolation, um, just not really being able to see the kids. But now that we've done the quarantine bit and we've all sort of like stayed away from people, um, I do go over and see them. Um, so, but yeah, that was, the, that was, I think that was the hardest part for me really, is not being able to see my children for a few weeks. No, absolutely. So. And how have you been finding it with work? Is it kind of more time to do different um, things? Yeah, we, we've had to cancel a lot of events. Like I said, we were booked up for the Chelsea Food and Drink Festival and we were booked up all over the place really. And obviously all, all of those stopped. Uh, we're supposed to be photographing the new cookbook, which is out next year. Um, so obviously I've not heard any news on that. And normally we would have had dates for that in, in, in place already. Um, I suppose the biggest thing for me was the martial arts school. Because um, obviously I've got a full-time Kung Fu school. And then having the announcement on the Friday um, just to cancel and to stop classes. And then trying to find a way of trying to retain those students without actually losing them. So um, we've actually started online classes now, which, uh, again, it was finding the time and a way of doing it where I could actually film classes um, that students can still participate and, you know, train at home, really. You know what? It's like I've been thinking about online business for a long time. And again, because of this pandemic that we're in now, it's kind of like forced the hand. Mm. So, yeah, so we have tried that. And, you know, already we, we filmed a few classes and we thought, OK, it doesn't really work. So we tried some other ways. And I suppose the more you do it, the more you can start honing and refining the ability to teach via video, which is, yeah, it, you know, so yeah, there are a lot of positives. You know, I think the positives actually outweigh the negatives, to be quite honest. So. Absolutely. And hopefully as well, with you kind of bringing things like that online, it helps the parents a lot as well. Because I kind of like yes. the kids and can get involved and still keep them active. Yeah. Definitely. And students have got something they can keep going back to as well. Uh, whereas like when you're in a class environment, they get to see you do it a couple of times. And as much as you might do the drill for five minutes, by the time you've moved on and they've gone home, they've kind of like forgot. Yeah. Whereas now they can keep on going back to that same video. So Brilliant. Yeah. And that obviously, because we've got you on, we have to chat a lot about food. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> obviously, so. a lot of people are finding the need to cook at home a lot more than normal at the moment. I mean, I know I, for one, eat out a lot. So now it's kind of struggling to come up with new ideas, interesting things to make. So what are some of your go-to dishes to make at home? Um, I'm, I'm, I love a roast dinner. So I've been, we, we, I think we've had roast dinner at least twice a week at the moment. Because <laughs> so, we've got time to do it. You know, cause a roast dinner is one of those, it hasn't got to take all day, but it takes a good two or three hours if you're going to roast the chicken, roast the potatoes and stuff. So uh, we've got that time to do, the, you know, to do that. But then obviously a lot of Chinese food as well, because um, again, just trying to get the interest for people, um, we started doing lives. And the lives have really, really taken off. And you know, I've seen that through the, the followers on Instagram and the followers on my YouTube channel. Um, but I think the cook-alongs, whereas I post the recipe three or four days before we're about to go live, and then we actually go through the whole method, you know, from start to finish and the whole cook time. So, it's like, you know, so they get, they get the dish from the very, very beginning right to the end without any edits. And oh, uh, I think people are enjoying that because we've had a lot of people join us on the lives. Um, I do one for the children on a Wednesday at 12 o'clock in the at lunchtime where we do a, like, a nice simple dish where the kids can cook the parents something to eat. And then at 6.30 in the evening, we're having a Chinese takeaway midweek treat. 
So again, I choose a dish that I think people will like, and um, we're, we're you know saying, well, here's the ingredients, go and get them before we do the live, and we cook along together. And oh, they've been really successful, actually. So that's such a brilliant idea, and so the kids can get involved as well with the cooking. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of we, we've worked a lot with a lot of the um, schools in the in Leicestershire, especially, um, where we've actually taught sixty children at the same time how to cook a fried rice dish or a food young dish or even rolling sushi. And um, the kids really, really enjoy it. And what I found is because they've been cooking with the ingredients, they've been a lot more adventurous in their own food. So, of course, you know, parents are like thinking, oh, my God, my child only eats chicken nuggets and chips. Now they're eating fried rice because they're actually cooking it, cooking it themselves. And in that fried rice, there's peas, there's sweet corn, there's peppers, there's onions and whatever else. And uh, But the kids are more willing to try it because they've actually had a hand of actually doing it themselves. And I mean, so, what would you say are some of the basics that people should make sure that they've got in their cupboards during this time um, to get involved in stuff? Yeah, I mean, if you can, I mean, you know, I know that you know, buying any ingredients is really hard at the moment, but if you can get a hold of some soy, some soy sauce, if you can get both, fantastic. But light soy sauce, definitely, because you use that for seasoning. Um, obviously, you need oil, which I think most people have got oil. Um, and to be quite honest with you, be, there's not a lot you actually need. You know, obviously, if you want to do a sweet and sour, you need to have a vinegar of some sort. But if you haven't got rice vinegar, you can use malt vinegar. Haven't got malt vinegar, you can use white vinegar. And you might even get away with cider vinegar because you just need the acidity. So, again, sort of like it might not be 100% if you haven't got the exact ingredients, but you're going to get a very similar um, outcome to cooking with authentic ingredients. So, you know, and that's it. another thing as well. Um, I'm trying to do dishes that people haven't got to go out and buy specialist ingredients. Right. You know, so, I mean, I'm, this Wednesday I'm doing a black bean dish, and you do need fermented black beans. I understand that a lot of people won't have that, but I let people know last Wednesday what we were doing. They've had the, the entire week to get the fermented black beans either shipped in from Amazon or, you know, getting it from their local supermarket. But the only reason I'm doing the black bean dish is because it was requested. So uh, whereas before, you know, I've done a sweet and sour dish, I've done a hot and sour, I've done a fried rice, I've done a chow mein, and all of the ingredients you pretty much get from your local supermarket, whether that be a Tesco's or a Sainsbury's or a Waitrose, you know so. Brilliant. And are they all on your Facebook, Instagram pages? Yeah, so all of the videos um, are posted onto my Instagram, IGTV, so my Instagram TV, and then onto my YouTube channel as well. Um, and then as of next week, the week after, we're going to actually start doing three times a week. Because obviously during isolation, you know, and it gives me something to do as well. Yeah. So I, I enjoy, I enjoy doing the lives and the cook-alongs. I mean, I've been doing like loads of these events and TV, and um, I enjoy the aspect of interacting with the audience and stuff. So, and it's quite fun because a lot of the time we're waiting for something to bubble away or something to steam, and um, I'm just sort of like sitting there chatting to people, sending me messages via sort of like the live. So it's quite interesting, and we get some, you know, some nice, nice questions. So, you know, people asking about certain ingredients or methods and stuff. So, And, of course, you've also got your Chinese takeaway cookbook that's out at the moment, yeah, available, so available to buy on Amazon. Yeah, so yeah, good plug there. So on a Wednesday night, it's all. Uh, I'm going to do a recipe from my either from my Chinese takeaway cookbook or the veggie Chinese takeaway cookbook because obviously you know so you know obviously one's a vegetarian and one's not. Um, but the recipes are quite different in both books. Um, but yeah, because of that as well, I mean I've been very lucky that from day one launching the book, we've been very popular. And um, I, th I looked checked on Amazon and we're in the one, two, three, and four spot, <laughs> which is bizarre. Wow. I've only I've only got two books out, so I've got you know so the Chinese takeaway cookbook was number one. And then the Chinese takeaway cookbook on Kindle was number two. The veggie was number three. And then the Chinese takeout cookbook, the American version, was number four. You know, so I was like, you know, so I'm really quite chuffed that people really 
getting on board and actually thinking, well, look, you know, my local Chinese takeaways closed, my local Chinese restaurants closed. You know what? I'm going to go and get a book, and they're choosing mine. And it's you know, I've been you know, quite flattered really that people are having the confidence to um, to try the recipes. But then you know, as far as I know, people are getting the exact results that they're expecting to get, which is really nice. So. Amazing, and I mean, because obviously, like you said, a lot of Chinese restaurants are closed at the moment as. Um restaurants in general do you think that the book is a good place to start out if people have never cooked chinese food before 100 percent. get yourself a book um go over onto my youtube channel or my instagram channel channel and you can actually watch me cooking a lot of these dishes on there so i'm a visual learner and that was one of the reasons why i wanted to do the lives and the cook-alongs because i can watch someone do it and I, it makes a lot more sense rather than trying to read a book obviously you need a book there for reference you know, you can't beat it when it comes down to where well, you need a tablespoon of this and a half a teaspoon of that. And, you know, so that reference is brilliant. And, you know, but then to actually watch somebody and cook along from the book and watching a video, it's just it's just a really nice way of learning to cook. And I think what most people are realizing is so simple. It's not hard. And they're thinking, well, you know, how on earth do I do a honey and lemon chicken? And then you, they watch you do it and they read the recipe and thinking, well, actually, that was so simple. And it's something I can do. And it's a nice treat midweek. You know, I've cooked for the entire family and it's cost me like six quid, you know, so. And I mean, which recipe from each book, so from the, the Chinese takeout and from the veggie cookbook, um, for a beginner, so if you were going to say to me, I've never really cooked Chinese, so I will be getting the book, obviously, what would well, you recommend me to make? Yeah, I mean, the chow mein and the fried rice from the first book are really, really simple. If you're a soup person, you want a soup, the sweet corn soup is so simple. I mean, I think there's about five ingredients you know, so cream corn, a bit of stock, a little bit of white pepper, and you're near enough there, to be quite honest. Um, and then, obviously, the fried rice. So, and I've been teaching people as well to use, you know, the Uncle Ben's packet rices? Yeah. So don't worry about having to boil your own rice. Get a packet of that, and that'll feed two people by the time you put peas, sweet corn, chicken, king prawns, or whatever in it. Okay. And you've got a really nice fried rice dish as well there. From the veggie, oh, I'm thinking, nice, easy one from the veggie. You know, the chili and salt tofu is dead easy. You know what? A really nice one from this one, actually, is um, the cauliflower steaks. And you get like a, a nice cauliflower steak and you pan fry it. And then you make like an oyster, well, a veggie oyster sauce gravy. So it's like cauliflower steak and gravy with a bit of rice. And it's such a nice dish. Oh, and there's so much flavour in there as well. So, so yeah. And that's a real simple one to make as well. Because literally you just get a cauliflower, chop it into big steaks and then just pan fry it with a bit of seasoning and then make a bit of gravy. Amazing. So. Well, we'll definitely be trying that out. Absolutely. <laughs> now then, we're big music fans here at Cool as Leicester. And on each episode of the podcast, we feature a different local artist. This week for you, we've got singer-songwriter Humble He with his new track, Anyone's Guess.
his track Anyone's Guess, which is from his recent EP, As Seen Through Magic Eyes. If you're a fan of that, you can find out more from him on Spotify and also on Facebook or Instagram at Humble He. Now then, Quacklin, after that little musical interlude, let's chat about going out to eat. I don't know about you, I know for me, like we said, one of the main things that I think I'm missing through this is going out for lunch and dinner. Obviously, yes. you yourself, you grew up in Leicester, in Leicestershire. What are some of your favourite places to go out to? Um, Indian... I'm just thinking. I, nine times out of ten, especially when we're sort of when we're out and about, I'll always go for Chinese because yeah. I just you know I, I get it's my comfort food. It's my go-to kind of place, you know. So I can get a nice bowl of rice, some nice noodles. If you know, some the, the you know you've got the uh, Four Seasons now in Leicester, which do like a nice dim sum. So you know, like you know, who's not missing dim sum? In fact, I actually went and bought. Um, have you seen the Chinese rice rolls that they make? So we actually bought um, a, a machine that makes these chun fun, and we've been making homemade chun fun because I've been missing the dim sum oh, so wow. much. So uh, which is quite nice actually, because I'm trying new dishes that I've never really made before. Because obviously, yeah. I trained in Chinese takeaways and restaurants, but predominantly takeaways. And then these the restaurants that specialise in dim sum, the chefs train for years to become these dim sum chefs. Whereas now, because I can't go and buy it, we're having to learn to make it. Well, so it's quite nice. I'm learning new skills throughout this isolation as well, which is fantastic. So perfect. I mean, I know that I have a go-to Chinese takeaway near where I live. Where would you recommend in Leicester for people to go out for for Chinese food? Well, I've had nothing but good meals from the New Four Seasons, which okay. used to be the old Peking restaurant. Yeah. So, so they, they do some really nice food. For an Indian, Lilu's. Lilu's yeah. is like a, a really good, you know, if you're going to go and have a really nice Indian meal, Lilu's. If you just want a takeaway, um, I'm just thinking, there's a place in, is it, I can't remember what it's called, in Anstey, Passage to India, is it, or something? Oh, okay. In Anstey, because yeah. I'm sort of I'm sort of like South Leicester, so okay. um, so th there's a place there, you know, for nice Indian food. Um, I use Istanbul on um, Nova oh, Road. Yeah. I used to because they do fantastic sort of like mezes and kebabs and you know sort of like you know the, the, their rice there is fantastic. I really like their rice there actually. So they're still yeah, open I mean, through this as well, which is handy. McDonald's breakfast is what I'm craving, <laughs> so it's, it's terrible, but I, I'm really missing the hash browns. But the day That's, they closed, didn't they? They caused, um, the day they closed, they caused proper traffic jams on the roads and stuff because people queued. Yeah, yeah, so I can't crazy. wait. And a Nando's, I mean, who doesn't like a Nando's every now and then? So. Absolutely. Oh my God, you're talking about it, you can't have any of it, so. Hopefully it won't be too long though, hopefully. Well, yeah, yeah I, I don't know, I don't know, because I mean, what, we're up to 10,000 now with the pandemic in yeah. the UK, since yesterday, that have died, 
and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's serious, really serious. I think you realise the severity of it until you realise that you drive around, if you go into like the shops and stuff, and everywhere is just dead. Yeah. Town, you know, there's no one open. And it's, it's the, the, you know, I've never, even back in the 70s, I'm an old, I'm a 70s baby, and yeah, you had, you know, bank holidays, which were quiet, but every single day being like this bank holiday Monday where nothing's open. Yeah. So I it's mean, you think as well, kind of, when it does stop, you know, it's not going to be able to go back to normal straight away, is it? Because it's kind of you know what, and I think there's going to be a lot of businesses that just don't reopen. To be quite yeah. honest, you know, so I, I know that we're going to struggle trying trying to get students back into that routine mm. because you know anywhere where people go on a regular basis, as soon as that routine's broken, and also as well, the money side of it, because you know there are a lot of people out there, and as much as the government are doing a fantastic job, as far as I'm concerned, that they you know they're really trying to support small businesses, large businesses, self-employed. Um, even on with the furlough and stuff, but people are—they're going to be scratching for cash, mm. you know, because the, the the money just isn't there. And then these businesses going back, and then all of a sudden they can't claim this money anymore. But their business—it's going to take a while to build that business back up again. I think we've got about 12, 18 months before we see anything like it was before. Mm. At least 12, 18 months before, so like we can think, you know, actually this is what it was like at the beginning of 2020. And I mean, obviously, one of the other things that you do, you're also an ambassador for LAMP, the Leicestershire Mental mm. Health Charity, who are also our Charity of the Year this year. They do amazing work. Um, how did that role come about? Um, I was um, working with Pucker magazine, uh, Rommel, Rommel Gulzar, I yeah. think it is. And he introduced me to, to, to um, Sue Langley, and she was letting me know about the work that we're doing at LAMP. Now, um, the way that she described mental health to me was just, OK, then I understand it now, because I think as... As people, especially for me, when we talk about mental health, you'll think about um, people with a, a diagnosed uh, mental mental illness. Now, whether that's through depression or they're schizophrenic or, you know, they've actually got something. Not realising that when you wake up in the morning and you feel like poo, that's actually mental health. That's your own well-being. And I think Sue just described it in such a way, and I thought, well, you know what, I think I could do something there. And, I, you know, especially for me, I've always turned for, to food always yeah. tend to food if i'm happy i eat if i'm sad i meet and you know if it's a birthday party a family gathering we all are, you know get around the table and i think training to be a chef and even now um just the preparation of food is that like, you know it helps me just work stuff out and i know that i'm going to have this fantastic meal at the end of it so um i just thought i could do something with lamp and talk about the mental well-being of and you know it's my go-to place when I need to when I need a pick me up. You so know, I was, like, you know, so, I was so. say obviously at the moment it's a time when a lot of people might be struggling because you know a change to their routine and they're not out and about. Is cooking something that you'd recommend for people to kind of get through? Yeah, you've got to have to enjoy it. I mean, there are some people out there that see cooking as a chore. So obviously, if you're one of those people, this is not going to work for you. But if you're one of those who can think, you know what, I'm going to try a recipe. And I'm going to be methodical about it and I'm going to, you know, treat the vegetables or treat the meat and I'm going to chop everything uniformly and, you know, really try and do a presentation with it and actually sit there and switch off the TV and maybe have a bit of nice music on in the background and actually enjoy the whole process of the preparation to the cooking, to the sitting there and actually enjoying and savouring each mouthful, thinking about flavours and textures and, you know, just bring it all together. And I think if people can do that, I think, yeah, this this is the perfect therapy when you're on your own, especially for those people that unfortunately are locked away in these little flats. They haven't got access to a garden. They don't necessarily have close friends or family that they can see because they're in isolation. So, you know, this is their chance to spoil themselves now. And what better way than food?
Absolutely. Like when you said about the roast dinners, I mean, the time that that does take and the preparation, it's a great way to relax, isn't it? And then you get yeah, an amazing yeah. meal at the end of it. And then you get, you see, you've got your lovely veggies and your crunchy roast potatoes exactly. and your juicy meat. And yeah, you know, like it just makes me smile. <laughs> so. One last question that we're asking to every guest on the podcast is when this is all over, what's the first thing that you're going to go and do? McDonald's breakfast. Coming from a trained Chinese chef with cookbooks, I'm really craving McDonald's breakfast. That's what you've got to have your little guilty pleasures. That's all right. You know what? I think, so, like, I think if everybody's completely honest with themselves, and I think Jamie Oliver got caught out with this as well, every now and then, you need it, you know, like, you know, once every now and then, you know, why not? Absolutely. You know, so you can't be completely health conscious all the time. Pancakes, hash browns, bagels, muffins, they have the lot. <laughs> so. For me, it's the McDonald's milkshakes. They're like oh, my yeah. Thing. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I love McDonald's. The, 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 do they still do the vanilla? I've not had it for a while, but I used yeah, to love it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, my arteries are closing just talking about this, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Well, Gottlieb, thanks so much for joining us. Where okay. can people find out more about you, your recipes, the book, what you're up yeah. to? I think the best place to head is to the website. So if you go to gotlinwan.com, which is spelled K-W-O-K-L-Y-N, and then my surname, W-A-N.com, um, there's links to recipes, my YouTube, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter. Um, and there's lots of exciting things happening. Like I said, I've got a new book coming out for 2011, um, 2021 even. I was 10 years behind then. <laughs> so 2021, I've got a brand new book coming out. I can't tell you any more than it's a new book. Um, and then we've got um, a new platforms coming out with um, uh, memberships where they can learn to cook with me online. And, um, yeah, lots of exciting things. And, you know, I've, I've even got a few ideas with TV production companies at the moment as well. So, Perfect. so yeah. I was supposed to be on this morning, last week, and had to cancel because of the isolation. Oh, no. Oh, well, yeah, hopefully it'll, me, it'll be back soon. Yeah, definitely. I said they've asked me to go on as one of their regular chefs now. So oh, it's that's quite, amazing. So, yeah. So, so, so there's lots of stuff going on. It's going to, 2020 is still going to be a fantastic year, even though we might be in lockdown for a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you know, an interesting next five, 10 years. So. Absolutely. And I mean, if anyone does, anyone that's listening, if you do try out any of Gotlin's recipes, um, send us in some pictures, let us know how you've got on. And then yeah, definitely. Nice. And uh, yeah, just uh, tag me in them. So yeah, it, it'd be great to see what you're doing. And um, if you need any pointers, message me through the website or via social media. So. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll certainly be trying the recipe soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah.